Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Naturepact Podcast, where we are speaking with entrepreneurs and investors about the green future. Today, my guest is Simona Schmiluta from Lithuania. Uh, Simona, to start off with, tell me how your road into this uh, kind of environment and the green future started. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, very complicated question because actually answer is very, very brief. Um, I have a feeling that it was in my genes. And uh, because since I remember myself, I was the one which uh, was always like took care on free legged kittens, as I am telling and I am joking. But uh, basically, if to go to more seriously, um, since 1992, I, uh, I stepped into business into very traditional business. Um, it was not like, I'm not so old. Uh, I was 12 at that time, but actually a very difficult situation was in that family because of one accident. And I needed to grow, uh, to grow up uh, within one night, actually, within one hour, let's say. And um, I overtook my daddy's business, uh, which was in very, very non-womanish sector. It was production and sales of spare parts for trucks. 12-year-old girl. Yes. Wow. Uh, the situation was that my daddy just, we didn't know he will survive or not. He didn't, we didn't know if he will manage to go for a walk again or not, or he will stay like a vegetable with working head. Uh, but he just asked me, and my mom is designer, <laughs> and uh, he just asked me, uh, darling, will you become my legs and arms? And I definitely said yes. And this is how I stepped into that business. And this is how I stepped into all the tech world, let's say, not only not only tech like engineering, but tech and uh, computers and computer sciences. Because before that, we still didn't have computer. But this was the situation that opened gates or opened the possibility for me to learn and to step into that. So actually, uh, then I started to help him to be his hands and legs. Uh, I started uh, to understand what we are doing, I'm telling we. And we were producing, uh, we were producing uh, spring, uh, spring, ear springs for brakes. And it was with asbest. And you imagine what does it mean? It's very, very polluted uh, material. And being 12 years old girl, I asked, Daddy, but why we are using asbest? It's polluting. Why I asked this question? Don't ask me, please. <laughs> it's the most complicated. But it came from inner me. Why? And imagine when I was 12 and a half, 
we produced the first series of non-asbest uh, ear springs for uh, for brakes, and actually, uh, it was uh, totally the first uh, production house in Europe and in the region when we supplied to a market uh, with this totally difficult, different and pretty environmental friendly, I would say, uh, if to compare with those times. Uh, again, uh, from personal part, I always cared about everything. Mm -hmm. About, as I said, like free-legged kittens, about if any human needs help. So uh, despite it's 2 a.m., I am the first in the line to help. It's like coming somehow from inside. And um, my engineering spirit and being daddy's daughter brought me somehow to match that. And then I came into, I was very, very interested in everything what is tech for good. And actually 10 years I spent in, uh, I spent in uh, the company with my daddy. Uh, later on, I decided that all those brakes and spare parts smells very bad for me. I said to him, you're so tolerant to everybody and you give so many critics. It was a feedback. It was not critics. Uh, you are giving so many critics to me. I'm tired of those US pure parts. It's smelling so bad for me. And he was so smart. He said, yeah, sure, but the bread is tasty, right? And another tip, he said, of course, leave. I'm very happy that you took the decision to go and learn to do business with someone's money. Later on, you will learn, you will come back, and we will do the business together. And I left. Uh, and then I jumped into, uh, it was after my university, after my bachelor's degree already. Uh, and uh, I was hired by a very big uh, shopping center, uh, shopping and entertainment center <clears throat> in uh, my nat native city in Kaunas. And uh, I was marketing, uh, head of marketing. It was very complicated as a, as a case because it was a shopping center with no name operators, hundred percent, hundred percent filled like with operators with ten years agreement. And actually, I do not have any reason how to invite and why my customers should join, should come and should mm. buy something. It was really so. My task was to somehow to make very big flows to the center for us and for management team to be able to change operators. Mm -hmm. And here I come, uh, in Lithuania it was not uh, a case at all, like cause marketing. Mm -hmm. In America it was, Uncle Benz was one of pioneers who did that, but uh, I even didn't know that. But again, as I am very visionary and I'm always trying to do, like, to connect unconnectable things and to propose a solution mm -hmm. or some kind of opportunity, I started to organize a lot of like exhibitions with kids, pets, uh, holidays, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I started to um, uh, to increase loyalty and established some prices and etc., which was for a very good cause. And 
we reached 15,000 people per day. And this is how we were able to, cha to start yeah. changing operators. So actually, everything what I did, it was like, uh, like always the cause and the purpose was behind. Uh, since 2009, I was one of pioneers uh, with a small group of my friends at that time and entrepreneurs as well, uh, who um, started entrepreneurial startup entrepreneurial ecosystem in Lithuania. Uh, so we, st uh, we organized the very first event, Startup Week in Lithuania. If you know TechStars, uh, uh, we are supporting this. And you, you know that the, one of the founders of Startup Weekend is actually living in Estonia. Now I know. <laughs> so I, I'm one of the yeah. first, uh, first Lithuanian Startup yeah. Weekenders. So since then, one my leg is always in startups. But you remember, 2009, in our region, nobody talks about sustainability or impact or all those things. And me always was, and even as a mentor, okay, but what is the... Okay, okay, but how society will win? Okay, but what is the impact? And everybody from traditional business, Simone again with that impact. <laughs> but as I came from traditional business and from very men's business, mm -hmm. I don't want to diverse, but, but anyway, in that time, it mm. was that diversity, we should say, in our region, right? And, um, and they accepted me. They accepted me as alien, as a stranger, with talking about impact. But it's okay to let her because everything else, what she's doing, anyway, there is a profit. So exactly. let her talk about that. So I was always, since I started to work with startups, always was impact behind. And uh, in two years, I have launched uh, Change Migirzan, which is the network, which is the community. Uh, how, do, how does it work? What, what is it? Like, as a community? The network yeah. which is creating tech for good products. Okay. Let's say. So now we have plenty of brands and plenty of accelerators, plenty of hackathons going on. But then we were like a little bit considered like all those social businesses, like outsiders, I would say. Mm. But I see that my key success factor was that I came from traditional business. I had very long experience in that. So they accepted me and then I invited all VCs, invited uh, all engineers, IT uh, people, uh, educators, uh, scientists, and etc. for to bring together totally different people to co-create. Mm. And this is how we launched the very first hackathon, which became annual. Then we uh, made a boot camp, which became annual. And the boot camp is already for fast track, uh, fast tracking. Uh, the uh, hackathon is for to build sustainable business model. Then boot camp is for MVP. And then later on. So, so actually the community started to grow and it was totally my giving back to the society. It was not business, it was not monetized, anything. It was always like bringing our resources together with partners, with supporters, with mentors, experts. Everybody is bringing together. So we made our events uh, in castles, in most expensive areas. If I would calculate how much money we need to organize such events, we would talk about millions. But 
everything was for free for selected participants. Everything was sharing and everything was we are each for another. Mm. So this is how all, we, all of those events. Is there any kind of uh, born success stories? We have plenty products in the mm. market. A uh, any examples? Uh, I mean, oh, we can talk about a lot of examples, but uh, okay. Uh, let me think which one could be uh, could be the best. Uh, to mention from okay uh, we can uh, we can talk from the very very uh, social let's say product um, uh, it was uh, like um, and right now we have uh, we have more and more seniors coming to our population right because uh, because of our global issues and um, so uh, at that time uh, especially in our region nobody thought about uh, that um, then you become senior your mm, I would say life level uh, decrease a lot even if you was somebody if you didn't if you haven't earned or if you haven't made big investments, uh, you need to low down your expectations, low down your needs, low down everything. Mm, at the same time, uh, it is not that everybody, like uh, there is a couple. Uh, kids now are living everywhere in the world, right? Uh, some people even saw the, uh, the, children, the grandchildren just through video and, mm. and it's, it's not the life, it's not the same as it was uh, 20 years ago, let's say, for seniors and for grandparents. And if one of them pass away, another is very lonely. Uh, and it doesn't mean that you are 95, it means might be you are 69 or might be you are 72, but you still feel lonely. Okay, you can choose uh, live alone uh, and feel that lonely uh, loneliness. Uh, you can choose, uh, you can choose, but the quality it goes down immediately uh, because we do not have. Okay, now it's increasing, and I am happy about that. But before uh, we didn't have it. If you go to like uh, European countries or to United States or to other uh, other. Um, countries but not post-soviet union mm. countries i mean there are plenty of cafes and restaurants of seniors and we are so like oh, oh my god we are so nice so beautiful mm. so straight so self-confident so there's no any self-esteem mm. decreased level of self-esteem and in our region we had that okay you need to okay if it, you are senior you are retired you do not go to restaurant but you can't let yourself to do that. You do not have enough of resources to do that. And um, so one of our entrepreneurs, she proposed a very nice uh, solution. Uh, and uh, it was uh, it was like uh, the home uh, for seniors, which are lonely. What does it mean? She bought the big, big apartment building, uh, repaired it, and as a senior, for example, you live alone, you have your flat 
anywhere, whatever, in a village or in a small city or in a town, you give that flat uh, as a rent, I would say, but it's not the rent, to the owner of that business. Uh, she repairs it, she rents, and this rent goes for to pay your room in co-living for seniors. So now already we, uh, she is building the third one and immediately she just opened the call that now we are inviting seniors again to apply 100% occupancy, 100% occupancy. And then you are, of course, you need a lot of, you need psychologists, you need a lot, you need medical care at the same time. But then in that co-living, they have totally different life quality. Mm. So this is one of, of very nice examples, which is very simple, very understandable for non-high-tech, blah, 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 yeah. blah. It's always in the very green area. Uh, they even grow their uh, vegetables and, uh, and fruits themselves. They cook together. They serve each other. They have a lot of talks together. We have events. We have social mm. life, mm. which disappeared before it disappeared. And now we still have it. So. Is it in Kaunas, Vilnius? Uh, it's in Lithuania. Yeah. No, different, uh, different, yeah. different locations. Okay. It's more, uh, more. It's close to big city, but in the small village. Okay. Okay. Makes, makes there sense. we have a lot of nature, a lot mm -hmm. of like, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. A lot of, uh, how say, yards <laughs> in the garden. Mm -hmm for to be able as well to go from game game changes on onwards uh, what have you been working in the recent years mostly uh, what do you mean uh, like what's 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 taking your time uh, my oh, okay, okay, okay. oh my god okay so I have two legs uh, but most I of think, us do but not all yeah of us. but but I think that in I have still two more invisible ones <laughs> okay, so one part, as I said, is uh, uh, startups world, right? And especially everything uh, what goes on with tech for good sector. Uh, and this is my giving back to the society. Another leg is very focused already for more than 10 years to now we call it ESG. So I help uh, corporates and small businesses to build their sustainable, uh, to build their sustainability strategy and to implement it. Uh, the thing which I am worried always ab uh, about is that uh, we still have a lot of companies, a lot of businesses which could be game changer, but actually we are doing things just because it is a must or we do because they will look better or we do because the marketing will become better. So my task, my challenge is to help them to found the motivation as my background, I'm economist. So um, my my challenge is to help them to find the motivation why we want to do that, to find the profitable line at the same time, and to go through processes how we can then not only 
the marketing solutions, but how we can then for their growth, for mm. their scalability, for their trust, for mm. everything. Mm. But yeah. somebody in the show has also said that even greenwashing is is actually good because it will actually put those things on people's minds and the agenda even if they actions on the background are not fully <coughs> comprehensible or fully fully as they are said to be. I I do agree at some point uh, but if you start to go deeper into greenwashing there are so many types of greenwashing right and uh, definitely my challenge is always because for me the most important is people because people are behind everywhere and before we do not uh, how is it everything is about relationships about transparency about openness each to another the thing i really hate i really hate when people start to manipulate each with another at the end of the game all this lies is on the table yeah. and um, at the end of the game we lose our reputation uh, we lose our self-esteem we sometimes do not know who we are and why we are for so if we really stick to that that first of all I am very open with myself and I am not afraid to have my own opinion and I accept me as I am and I accept you as you are and it doesn't matter that we do not share the same opinion on this water bottle but we can still live together and we can agree where we want to go together and might be in this case I will bring this water and you will bring the carbonated water mm -hmm. so the, the first of all is about that but here when we are talking about greenwashing because you touched that point mm. i i have a feeling that um, esg reporting on one hand it really help because when you are starting to measure then you are starting to document it um, all those fake criteria become very visible mm. Because then you are talking as telling as a story, and you are you do not need to document. You can manipulate a lot of things. Then you need to report. You need to set up somehow very concretely, and you need to go down a little bit and agree. Okay, this is what we do. This is what we do not do. This is what we agree for. This is what we do not agree for. Mm. Yeah, so I, I think this is the core. In one of the episodes recently, we had a company called Open ESG, mm -hmm. which was which is basically solving uh, kind of with the open source approach a lot of challenges of the ESG reporting. And in some of the episodes, we have had people in the in the show who have been talking about the massive amount of uh, basically high paid jobs uh, in the big corporations for the ESG reporting. If the same amount of money would go back straight to the nature, so much more could be done. I mean, I think those ESG jobs are probably needed for those companies to actually start changing their roots. But at the same time, you know, what's the kind of logical cost base there? I'm very happy that you touched this. 
because then we are talking um, about ESG. Almost everybody are focusing and sticking to environmental part. But still we have social and governance, right? And then I said before that for me, people matters a lot. And for me, people is the starting point. Uh, so then I am talking about ESG and then I am helping companies to build their sustainability strategies and ESG strategies now we call it. So I'm always starting from, first of all, this is me like wherever you are, yeah. uh, this is your first circle, another circle, the third circle, and etc. relationships among. Then we do have governance. One is the leader is telling you must, another when we agree what we want to do. And then definitely environment is like a background, right? Mm, that's why I'm always talking about I'm advocate of life-centric business centric business models uh, and if we start to copy environment a little bit we do not have a lot of problems which we have right now right uh, and if we base our values and uh, the way we act and the way uh, our behavior in the company and among uh, our, uh, ourselves, uh, we base it on life principles. If we base it on life principles, uh, we do not have so many problems for competition. Because even being in the same company, especially when we are talking about corporates, uh, there are so many competition inside. Despite that we have agreed about values, despite that we are ambassadors of their companies, despite all that, there is that invisible factor. Then you are saying, yes, 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 we go together, but... Everybody, everybody does their own thing eventually. Exactly. Happen, happens to many so companies. For, for yeah. me, social, is about you act, you do what you say, you say what you think, mm. you think what you feel. Mm. It's like like from feeling to somebody's ears, mm. and just like this, we can start hearing ourselves. And if we base our all approaches on life principles. Again, we do not have problems. I really am a fan of biomimicry as well, uh, because actually, and I'm not talking about engineering part and about the design part that we can copy a lot from the nature, mm. uh, even we can, but I'm talking about the behavior. If we take communities, right? Mm. Ants, birds, lions, just name it, mm. and just just let's take a look how self-organized they are and how we share their tasks, how we share their responsibilities, how we take responsibilities, how we know how to give the responsibility. And this is where we really, as people, as humans, we really have such problems. We have bugs. We have fails. Because with all our 
control freakiness, uh, not being able, I would, I would mention this word, being able to pass the responsibility. How I can accept, how I can take on me if you are not passing it to mm, me. Exactly. Uh, how, how could we push this life-centric business more into the kind of global business world? Because little by little is coming. Mm. Uh, now it's uh, like, uh, might be you heard the, the term, it's regenerative organizations, um, uh, self-organized uh, organizations, decentralized business models, and etc. The thing is that when everything is starting, um, it is as in business. MVP, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. First of all, and definitely MVP is like, first of all, in the lab, then we tested on very, like, A-B testing, mm -hmm. then we have a small group of people, yeah. then the next market, and next market, and next market. Then something is just coming. In the very, very beginning, all this, those groups looks like aliens and a little bit outsiders, what I told them mm -hmm. about, uh, yeah. about myself, how I, I felt sometimes, but thanks God, I am, I do not have problems with self-esteem, so, yeah. so I, I neglected it. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, even this group is really, really, I'd say, more and more people, we're switching their mindset, we're really, listen what heart is telling and they mm. want to change their behavior or they have changed already their mm. behavior not all of them or the minority of them are already enough brave to talk and to tell what we talked just yeah, before yeah. like if i really think why i am afraid to tell this why i am afraid to stand up because because it is a fear and again, we go back to the psychology. First of all, we fear to show, to tell, to act, and not to work in a, how to say, background, just mm -hmm. to show that it works and it could work. Uh, I wouldn't like to touch all those political questions, mm -hmm. right? But the fear definitely is connected with that part as well. Absolutely. But anyway, if you really want to have uh, this ESG really working, not must to work or must to report, but really from passion, from heart, we really need, first of all, to somehow to help ourselves, to help myself, to have help everybody who is close mm -hmm. to me and to help ourselves to forget about, to overcome fears, to let fears go. And I'm quite empathetic. I really feel people and uh, I feel what, what inner strength you need to have not to be afraid to tell your opinion loudly. Mm. You can tell, then you know that everybody is more or less uh, in the same position, right? Yeah. But if you are, let's say, let, let's imagine we have 
10 events going on. All 10 events are opposition, right? And we are 10 people and we delegate each to uh, each another to one in one event. And okay, go and tell our position. Do you think how many of them definitely will stand up? Um, depends on the culture and the aggressiveness of the audience, I think, uh, among Estonians. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah, yeah, Ukrainians would stand up, for sure. Yes, thankfully. <laughs> thankfully they would. That's the thing, definitely. Uh, Estonians, of course, too, but not as, uh, as many or as eagerly. Yeah, it's not only uh, it's not only one is definitely culture, another is personal skill, not skills, but personal uh, personal culture. Yes, you are introvert, extrovert, and etc. But uh, you know where I see the problem that just the minority of people until now, but I hope that uh, it will change. Uh, sometimes. Then we have different opinion because of self and confidence. Stand up for us means like uh, I need to fight. We still need to learn to share, to tell. And me, I have this term. I just share my point of view. I don't sell it. I don't want to you to accept it or to change your mm -hmm. point of view. I just cheer and ask you to accept me with this point of mm -hmm. view. Exactly. And if we want a discussion, we can discuss. Never is white or black. All approaches have and white and black. And I am sure that in this discussion, we always can find a middle. Of course. Absolutely. The, uh, I think it's really interesting, this uh, whole life-centric uh, business approach. I mean, the, the show is called Nature Backed, which is by definition a life-centric uh, yeah. <laughs> approach. Just right? copy nature and we will have <laughs> zero ways, we have circular everywhere. Exactly. You know, in a way that, uh, you know, if the economy would more copy their nature, uh, if they would work more closely hand-in-hand, -hand, things will be better. But, you know, uh, very philosophically uh, talking, uh, if we really turn off our mind and our brains in any question and just listen to what we feel and what is the gut feeling, let's call it gut mm -hmm. feeling or what our heart is telling, all of us, we have, uh, we have this intuition. And as nature knows itself how to act, we as human, we know it as well. Uh, but our sharp mind always play games. And then we are in the trouble. And with the fun fact, uh, when I started to go deeper and deeper to biomimicry uh, in general and to all nature things and uh, what we can learn from nature, not only uh, from behavior as well, not only from engineering part, right? Mm, I found out, uh, like it was not like found out, but uh, it was like for me, okay, flashback. During all the civilization, 
we as humans, we wanted to prove ourselves that we can. What we did, we created a lot of things which we do not need. We created consumerism and a lot of things like this. But we spoiled so much. And if we go back, what we are doing right now, with our innovations now, we are going back where we came from. Because we had everything. We had uh, uh, all glass bottles, the, uh, all those reusable things, and etc. We never had 2,000 of shoes. We always produced all machineries, equipment, whatever you want for to last long. Not uh, we didn't need even warranty terms. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. and now we are trying to copy nature. But we had those copies before. Yep. Yep. So uh, for me, it's a very funny fact that uh, we called innovations um, what we did during civilization. Now we are going totally, totally back to the, our roots, and we call it innovations. Yeah. <gasps> Sustainable innovations. Mm -hmm. Makes makes a lot of sense. Yes, it's, uh, for me it's so fun. I just need to, to go back to our ancestors and, and that's it. Uh, now in the fall, late 2023, you know, looking forward, what are your next big missions? Or what are the next big milestones? What you want to do over the coming months or years? Uh, yeah. Before moving to this old people uh, institution, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I have I have more very good startups now okay. for the seniors. So you are well prepared. <laughs> but longevity is one of topics which interests me as well, uh, and all this natural medicine, etc. So yeah, yeah, I read all these labels on the water, and the water heals a lot. Yeah, but. Um, Actually, you know that uh, that coffee free in one, right? Yeah. So I'm the one who is free in one as well. <laughs> uh, what do I mean? Like uh, uh, one that invisible leg. I'm in university as well, in academia. I mean, uh, not only as scientist, but uh, I. I have my own course, uh, which is called Sustainable Solutions and Innovations, which is about ESG and uh, life-centric business models and how we can implement. And my students are master students in the second year, uh, which are already in businesses. Mm. So uh, this is one of my missions, which is totally, totally not monetary, but uh, but here I really see a very big mission that I can add. Uh, and I could, uh, again, can spread the message and help to implement it during the course immediately into practice. Another part is um, uh, when my small invisible leg is an innovation agency, which is governmental agency, uh, to economy, belongs to economy minister of Lithuania, and uh, economy and innovations ministry in Lithuania. Yeah, so I am an, uh, uh, Sustainable innovations expert there, and I uh, I help uh, startups uh, in uh, acceleration programs. I give consultations for companies as well. Yeah. So my topics again is, uh, as you know, what it is. <laughs> 
another my leg is in business in the real world and uh, I'm always in the real world mm. yeah but because it's like you can't talk about what you do not do right exactly and that giving back to a society is startups mm. <laughs> are startups yeah. uh, impact startups mm. like for good startups so um, my own ambition is to see more and more businesses um, following and adopting life-centric business model and it is very very easy to measure it is very easy to measure through people mm. because like um, one is what you must to tell but another what you really tell in corridors and during uh, events during informal events and etc so I feel sometimes as a spy and this is how do I measure personally and this is how do we measure personal uh, in our company mm, through our activities for our programs uh, for our training programs as well mm, so I me myself I really don't like uh, this word coach business coach and so because it's so popular and everybody now everybody is consultant coach advisor and whatever just name all we are trainers and we will train you how to learn and I will train train you how to make nine figures how did I make nine figures training you how to make nine figures it's like this is not not what I really love uh, I so my ambition is to see much more small businesses, family businesses, um, more artesian businesses, which are adopting technologies for to create the better world for us ourselves altogether. Uh, for to see more corporations instead of competitions, because actually. Uh, all of us, we know that blue ocean strategy, right? And uh, so what blue ocean strategy is about is about your uniqueness. It doesn't matter how, how small you are, you are one or two or three people company or which is expanding, but you need to have your own uniqueness. So if those who are startup ecosystem builders, those who are acting in ecosystem and can connect dots, right? If we help people to find this uniqueness, we do not need to compete. You have a podcast, I have a podcast, but we can contribute each to another one, right? Exactly. I have pro we, we can because we I, I touch can't do, I different can't do angles. Him, but otherwise, yes. No, no, our podcast <laughs> is in English as well. So, but, uh, just video yeah. one. Yeah, but anyway, even if we are talking about similar topics, if we are really approaching similar people, but we have collaborate a lot, mm. and together we can impact much more. Of course, of right? Course. I totally agree on that. Uh, I think that would be a lovely point to wrap up, but, I ha but to wrap up, I have to ask, how's the spare part business is doing? Which one? The, your dad's uh, spare part uh, business. Oh, it's doing still amazing. Uh, my daddy, he sold his part. Uh, he went to wholesale, established another one, but the production house, which was with his partner, it's uh, 
still growing and growing and growing and uh, even myself I was involved in many innovations yeah. which we are doing until now uh, we are in bread sector uh, machinery I mean yeah. uh, cutting edges and etc and we are exporting so much and uh, it's very very sustainable Sustainable or sustainability orientated. So I'm very, very happy to see. But the most important part is I remember when I was 12, uh, and it was just the beginning because it was after privatization of pri uh, not private yeah. but um, state owned, uh, state owned yeah. sector. Uh, we just bought this this company and they started to to yeah. uh, to run it. We still didn't have logo. I mentioned a little bit. My mom is designer, so me with paint. You remember paint? I drive a logo with my mom sitting back there. She's not tech at all. I am tech, very tech, and she's zero tech. So not zero based, but zero tech. And so we drive with paint, and this logo until now. Still that. Yes. <laughs> so cool. I'm so happy about that. That's a real life-centric business. But it came from heart of my yeah, mom. Yeah. And me, with all my heart, I enjoyed with paint. So cool. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being here. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here. And I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, The Spanish Remixes, out now on Electric Cast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Welcome to Tuning In To Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning In To Sound Wellbeing today.